Hey there, folks. This is Screen Watching. This week on the podcast, it's just me flying solo. I've got no Simon Foster. I've got no prepared material. I have no clips. Folks, flying by the seat of my pants here. This is not like TV only battle. Television! Teacher! Mother! Secret lover. What, that's it? That's your movie? Well, I said that I had an idea for it. Hello, hello, hello. This is Screen Watching. My name is Dan Barrett and hear the tumbleweeds behind me because it's just me flying solo. No one else here. I feel so lonely. Anyway, uh, I've got no Simon this week. Uh, he basically had a pretty crappy week and then decided to wind it out by going on holidays. And he's got a bit of a birthday taking place this weekend at some point. So he's off to vacation in Bathurst. Uh, I guess that's something that people do. I've, I know Simon's done it. Anyway... On the show this week, we did have a plan, and the plan was to drop in a pre-recorded podcast that we recorded a few months ago that was a bit evergreen. Unfortunately, corrupted file. So now, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to tell you what we were going to talk about on the podcast and deliver you a bit of a quick bite, a bit of a quibby of uh, TV and movie reviews. So, what we had planned to talk about is loot on Apple TV+. Plus. Elvis, the brand new Baz Luhrmann bit of nonsense playing in cinemas right now. Father of the Bride 2022, which is streaming now on Binge. That's an HBO Max original film. Uh, we've got Men, which is an Alex Garland movie that I'm really super keen to see, but reviews have kind of put me off, like rushing out to see it. But maybe that's a mistake. Maybe I'd enjoy it more. I don't know. I'm very torn. Uh, and also I was going to talk about Jerry and Marge Go Large, which is a new film playing on Paramount+. Plus. Now, that was the plan. Obviously, I haven't seen Elvis, and I will be running the opposite direction from ever having seen that. So, don't expect a review today. Also, men, as I said, haven't seen it. So, what I can do is tell you about Loot. Now, Loot is a brand new series starring Maya Rudolph, who you'd know from shows like um, Saturday Night Live, Forever. Uh, I believe she may have been in The Bridesmaids. Uh, you know who Maya Rudolph is. I don't really need to explain it. Uh, she had been in this really good show called Forever. It was on Amazon Prime Video, and I don't want to give away that show too much, but it's you'll watch the first episode and you'll be like, okay, this is a bit of a relationship comedy of sorts. Nothing really amazing is happening here. And then in the second episode of that show, boy, do they upend the entire premise of it. It's magnifique. This is me doing a chef's kiss. Mwah. Anyhow, you've got that show forever. Really quite worthwhile. Uh, it was created by these guys, Matt Hubbard and Alan Yang. She's teamed up with them again, and they are doing the show called Loot. It's on Apple TV+. And while Forever was really quite innovative and clever and smart and just really engaging, Loot is, well, it's a TV show that airs on Apple Plus TV. Apple TV+. It's not that it's a bad show. It's just, it's just watchable. Uh, it should be funnier than it is. It should have some laugh out loud jokes, but it doesn't have any of that. And Maya Rudolph, like, she's fine in it, but again, it's just a really flat show. The premise of it is basically that she is married to a billionaire, has been for about 20-odd years, discovers that he's had an affair, and ends up going on a year-long binge of booze and drugs and partying. She comes to it at the end of it saying, well, what's going on with my life? What's the purpose of it all? And then decides that she's going to get involved with a charitable foundation that is apparently operating and has been for quite a number of years under her name. So anyway, she gets along to her. She's not the most empathetic person. She doesn't really have a huge amount of passion for the organization, but she wants to do something. So she gets involved. And that's much to the dismay of pretty much everyone who works at the organization. Anyway, hilarity is supposedly set to ensue, but obviously it does not. 
Now, right now, I'd play a clip for you, but I did not load anything in because until a few minutes ago, I didn't realize I'd be recording a podcast. In fact, why am I even recording a podcast? Do I really think you guys are going to go a week without missing us? I don't know. It's just ego at my end, obviously. Uh, what else did I have planned? I was going to talk about Father of the Bride. Uh, this is a new 2022 take on the film. You've seen it as like a Spencer Tracy film. You've seen it as a Steve Martin movie. Uh, this is basically doing the same storyline, more or less, except the difference here is that it's a Cuban-American family and stars Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan as the parents. Uh, they age up the girl getting married, so she's no longer in her early 20s. She's now in her like late 20s, which makes a bit more sense in the modern era. Uh, it's basically Father of the Bride, but, you know, through the lens of a different family. Uh, it's fine. I wasn't crazy about it, but I've got friends who really, really enjoyed it. So maybe I was just in a bit of a bad mood when I watched it. Maybe they've just got bad taste. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But Father of the Bride 2022, it's certainly a movie that exists and it's streaming now on Binge in Australia and it was an HBO Max original uh, and then the other thing I was going to talk about is a film that I actually really enjoyed quite a lot. It's this film called Jerry and Marge Go Large. This is on Paramount Plus. It's a Paramount Plus original movie. And the premise of it is, is that you've got this couple, Jerry and Marge, that have been married for quite some time. Jerry's retired and he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. Anyway, he's had a few failed attempts to try fishing and other things he wasn't really that interested in doing. But something he was actually really passionate about was uh, maths. And so he's sitting there on a diner one day and sees the lotto results and suddenly realizes that for a couple of weeks, every, oh, like every couple of weeks, the state lotto changes the way that the lotto functions. And if you buy just enough tickets, you're actually able to win, like you're guaranteed to win. And the, if you buy just the right number of tickets, you'll get a 20% increase on the value that you've spent buying the tickets. So he gets involved in a bit of a scheme with his wife, Marge, and the two of them start playing the lotto. Uh, and when I say play the lotto, I'm saying they're there to win it every time. Now, it's financially difficult to get that started. So they end up reaching out to the local town that they live in. And they're like, hey, guys, we're setting up this company. And by setting up this company, all of you get a share in the company and we'll go and play the lotto every couple of weeks. So they do that. Money starts flowing into the town and the town's able to rejuvenate. So a lot of towns, uh, like shops that had to close, they're open again. There's some, uh, there's a jazz festival they want to do every year. They're able to financially afford that again. So it's this really nice story about what happens when money flows backwards into a community and they all get behind something. It's really charming. Uh, Cranston and Benning are incredibly winning in the lead roles. You've got a really great supporting cast involving people like Rain Wilson, uh, who else did I see there? Larry Wilmore's in there. Uh, it's a really fun, nice, charming movie. Uh, don't expect anything amazing, but sit, press play on a Sunday afternoon and you'll be thoroughly charmed for a good hour and a half or so. It's a good one. Uh, something else that I really got a kick out of, and I hadn't planned to talk about this this week, but I watched it yesterday and boy, did it change my life. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. So look, Beavis and Butthead, we didn't really get them much in Australia. I mean, I'm not talking about like humor-wise, but as much as they just weren't really here. We didn't have MTV in the same way that they had in the US. We've had it since, but you know, whatever. Uh, but by the time that the movie came out in 1998, we certainly knew who Beavis and Butthead were, but we hadn't really been exposed to them all that much. But we certainly watched Beavis and Butthead do America. I remember I myself saw a Beavis and Butthead at uh, Birch Cowell and Coyle, um, yeah, now event cinemas. Uh, back in the day, they used to do like movie marathons. It was basically just like teenager bait. And so on, I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday night from let's say 7 p.m. through at about 7 a.m. They'd just play a whole bunch of movies back to back. 
So some of these movies hadn't really gotten proper releases or at least I hadn't seen them. I don't remember, but I do know that on one night, and I think I went to this like two years running, so I could have confused my year slightly. But I do remember watching Beavis and Butthead do America, Howard Stern's Private Parts, and the Fran Drescher movie, Beautician and the Beast. And two of those movies were Laugh Out Loud Hilarious, and the other one starred Fran Drescher. But I remember getting a, having a great kick out of that, and... 17, 18-year-old me watching Beavis and Butthead do America. Like, you know, that's the perfect age. It's the, you know, it, it was a magical little moment for me. But anyway, the premise of the new film is uh, set in 1998. The two of them go to a science fair. Uh, they suddenly learn what a science fair is and inadvertently burn the whole thing down. Community service has them going to participate in space camp at NASA. Because, of course... Now, they end up at NASA. They uh, seem to have some aptitude for, uh, let's call it some technical work. You'll learn more when you start watching the movie. Uh, And they end up being invited to participate in a space mission because, of course, now they go into space. So in the first 15 minutes of the movie, you will see Beavis and Butthead in space. Very quickly, though, they find themselves in a black hole or maybe a wormhole and land back on Earth, but in 2022. So really, it's just an excuse to get them into the modern era. And through that, there's a bit of stuff that's happened between 1998 and 2022. So mobile phones are around. They have to contend with Siri, who they think is a real person. Uh, there's They learn they can buy things with a stolen mobile phone. They uh, find themselves in a college class where they learn about white privilege. And before you get concerned that Beavis and Butthead have gone woke, it's pretty far from the truth of it all. Uh, look, this is a laugh out loud film. Notably, uh, Mike Judge is obviously back as the co-writer and doing the voices of the aforementioned Butthead and Beavis. But on board with him is Lou Morton. Lou Morton is a comedy writer who has done series like News Radio and Futurama. Uh, if you ever listen, if you ever had like the DVDs for those back in the day, you'd certainly know Lou Morton's voice. Uh, he's a very funny guy, and look, this is a laugh out loud movie. Look, it's probably on par with the Beavis and Butthead Do America film, uh, which is to say that it's genuinely laugh out loud funny, and it's kind of smart, stupid humor. What more can you say? Either you like Beavis and Butthead or you don't. And if you do, if you've enjoyed Beavis and Butthead in the past. Like, check out Beavis and Butthead Do America on Paramount+. Plus. You won't be disappointed by it. Uh, that's pretty much it for reviews. I should have done a review sting, but whatever. I'm flying large. I'm flying solo. You know, it's all good. Uh, usually on the podcast, we do wind things out with a look at the week ahead. There's actually a couple of interesting things that are worth mentioning. And I'm just bringing it up on my screen right here. What do we got here? So, streaming now on Netflix, there's Man vs. Bee which is a Rowan Atkinson series where I guess he faced off against a B. I don't know. Uh, we've got Money Heist Korea, Joint Economic Area. Now, I once showed off my Joint Economic Area in public and got chased out of the room. But uh, Money Heist Korea, uh, it's basically just Money Heist, but this is a South Korean version of it. I never saw the original Money Heist. I understand it's really quite good. I should get around to it because it's really probably my bag. I might just jump on board though for Money Heist Korea because, you know, why not? Six episodes, it's fresh. I'm going to be part of the bandwagon. Uh, a couple of shows returning next week. You've got Westworld. Uh, so that's back for season four. The Shy, which I'm pretty sure is still on Stan. Uh, that's back for season five. Uh, something which will have my erstwhile co-host Simon Foster. Uh, very enthused. You've got the return of Steve Martin and Martin Shaw in Only Murders in the Building. And that's back for season two on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Baymax, which is an animated spin-off from, I want to say it's 
Big Hero 6, uh, like a Disney thing. Anyway, that's streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, you've got the, oh gosh, what is that? That's a UK series. Let's not worry about that too much. Uh, oh gosh, uh, what's the name of the thing? The Terminal List, which is a new series dropping on Amazon Prime Video. Stars Chris Pratt. And it's a big action adventure series. He's like a new, uh, SEAL team guy. I'm not sure. Expect explosions and stuff. I've got some screeners here. I'm going to start watching those pretty much as soon as I hit publish on this podcast. Um, yeah, so that's the week ahead in terms of TV. Now, in terms of films, uh, there's a couple of movies coming out. I'm just loading up the old flicks.com.au, which is my go-to source for what's coming up soon. What else have we got here? Okay, uh, that's some TV stuff, more TV stuff going through. Okay, so movies that are debuting... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Movies debuting on the 30th of June. You got Ali and Arva, you got Dashcam, you got... Uh, I never know how to pronounce this. It's like Horse Cotcher. Uh, you got The Roundup. Uh, and then there's... There's a film playing. I think it's like a limited release because it debuts on the 2nd, which is a Saturday. The Siege of Robin Hood which I know nothing about. Nothing at all. Anyway, guys, that's the end of screen watching. I've got a cough that's developing, so I need to get out. Gosh, uh, screen watching, it'll be back next week with Simon on board. I'll be here probably. Folks, this has been screen watching. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.